0: For over 20 years, I've dedicated my life to bringing you the very best-selling marketing and business-building strategies to keep your business thriving. Get ready to experience the success you've been searching for. Welcome to The Tom Ferry Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Tom Ferry Show, episode 68. Today, I have a special treat for you. My dear friend and the woman that helped shape the story of my book, Life by Design, Laura Morton. So, Laura, say hello to uh, all the viewers of the Tom Ferry Show.
1: Hello, viewers of Tom Ferry.
0: Love it. So, Did Tom
1: Ferryland. Yes, Tom, exactly. <laughs> I
0: like Tom Ferryland. So, I want to talk to you guys about storytelling, and and really, what I want I want to ask questions to the queen, someone that has written how many books now?
1: Uh, Fifty-four.
0: Fifty-four books. How many New York Times bestsellers? Twenty. One including me, thank yes. you very much. Good job, I appreciate that. So, so I thought what would be interesting to do is as you're watching this video and you're saying, well why is he having this author, writer, good looking you know, rock star who deals with celebrities and occasionally guys like me, um, why would he have him share? Well the answer is, how do you stand out in a crowd of 1.2 million real estate agents? Like, Like everybody's gonna pick one of 31 flavors Right, you know, this color, that brand, this organization, that organization, and when you've got 15 real estate agents that are all in a circle and everybody knows everybody, the person that always stands out is either A, the best storyteller, right, or the person that the story, the narrative about that agent is the one that resonates with the customers. And that's who we ultimately end up selecting. So I thought what we would do is we take the expert of telling stories and have her share with you the three most important parts of the story, and then the framework for the story. So just share, what are the three most important parts? So they're sitting here now saying, I want to rewrite my story. Maybe just talk about story first, and then share.
1: Sure. Well, for me, I think that the, the stories that I love the most are the stories that move us in some way. They're the stories that we can't forget, even long after we've heard them. They're the stories that somehow change the way we think or feel. And the reason why those stories do that, Tom, is because in some way, they're, they're irresistible, they're memorable, and they're believable.
0: Irresistible, memorable, and believable.
1: Exactly. It's like the first time you saw E.T. Oh, yeah. Right, or Star Wars, oh. and or even when we heard about what, you know when Steve Jobs was fired from Apple and then he made his amazing return to the company mm-hmm. that he founded and yes. then came back to.
0: Yes. So so how does an agent think about irresistible? Give it to me again.
1: Irresistible, memorable, and believable.
0: How does an agent take that in and say, well, how do, how do I make that my story? Like. You know, I, I know you have a, like a process for doing what you do. Could you describe to them the framework of that?
1: Sure, within that framework, I think the story has to be grounded in real life situations about real people, and there has to be a conflict. And that is true for great storytelling, that mm-hmm. conflict needs to be resolved. Mm-hmm. So as long as the story, Wait, but
0: that's that's Star Wars, that's Nemo, that's every story on the every planet, every Pixar
1: right? movie you've ever seen it follows the same formula. It is, you know, there's a there's a saying that there's seven basic plots in Hollywood. So if you, every time you're sitting in the movie theater and you're watching the previews and you think I've seen this movie before, you know exactly where it's going. Mm-hmm. Seven basic plots in Hollywood because they follow that formula, and Pixar especially.
0: Sure. Yeah. So I, I interrupted rudely. I apologize, but it just hit me like there's a formula and they can follow the formula so what you said the first one is
1: to if they follow the um, real life situations Mm -hmm. real people there's a conflict and the conflict will be resolved and that's what is makes for amazing storytelling and that's why we see ourselves we can we we can relate to the story being told we see ourselves in these situations and somehow we connect if you make an emotional connection in the storytelling we physically even our, our bodies we want to know what's coming next we want that's what makes a book we want to turn the page when we go to the movies we we can't wait for the next scene there's an emotional connection to the storytelling and that's what makes for an absolutely fantastic and fabulous story
0: so i want to i want to ground this in real and for for everybody watching they understand this they say wait a minute that's like getting a review but or it's getting a case study on we had this client and they came to us because they enlisted with someone else and it didn't work out. And here's the sort of, here was the challenge, the pain, the suffering. But then we saved the day and solved the problem. Absolutely. Is it kind of the same formula?
1: Absolutely. It it, it has to be, if you're, if you're recruiting somebody, you need to tell the story of, how you brought them over, but it has to have a purpose, it has to have a meaning, it has to have a reason that you're sharing that story with them. It can't just be, we, you know, we hired this top producer from another agency and we brought them over. If you have the ability to set the scene recreate how you brought them over the reason you brought them over it wasn't just that they were the top producer you brought them over because they add value to your company because they're a leader because the, you you like the way that they you know add back to the community you like the way that they contribute within the organization and yes they're a top producer that's nice too but if you put people over profit always it will show you know in everything that you do particularly in your storytelling, and when you do that, the people that you're talking to will understand that, you know, in terms of the the storytelling, they'll they'll be able to see that you value them as individuals. And in the way that you tell your story is also very important too, because I think so often people get caught up in the Mm I, and they get caught up in the we, but they forget about you. They forget about the person they're talking to. And that undervalued second person is so important and it's so powerful because people really, really want to feel valued. They want their, their desires, they want their goals to be honored and acknowledged. Mm-hmm. It is really vital, I think, particularly when it comes to uh, growing, growing in their own career, growing in, in you know, the, the direction that they're moving in, not just the direction the company's moving in. Mm-hmm. I think that's true of all industries. I don't think that's just true in
0: real estate. Are you comfortable telling the story you shared about Jerry Springer? Sure, I can tell that story. I mean, this is, so, so the reason why I'm bringing this up and some of you are like, Jerry Springer, what does that have to do with real estate and Tom Ferry show? It's controlling the narrative. Right? It is. So every person watching this has had a transaction fall apart, something go wrong. They did something wrong and, and that fear collapses them. Instead of pushing out and controlling the message, they hide and they hope that no one knows about it. Right. Share that story with
1: them. Well, I think obstacles always are opportunities uh, to learn and grow. And so I, you know, I really believe that in, you know, in this particular instance, a great leader will always own whatever that obstacle is. And I think Jerry, who is one of my clients and one of my favorite clients, he's like hanging out with, like hanging out with, well, Tom.
0: Wait, um, hold on on that association.
1: <laughs> Except for the story I'm about to tell you. <laughs> yes. Um, but, you know, he's like hanging out with your favorite uncle or hanging out with your buddy because it, Jerry is brilliant and smart and, um, you know uh and i loved working with him and um but but jerry got caught up in a situation um where in 1973 he was on the cincinnati city council and he had gotten word that a uh health club in northern kentucky was being shut down for acts of prostitution and a jerry health a club. health club was being shut down for acts of prostitution and jerry knew that he had visited the health club on occasion for massages and he worse he had paid for those massages with a check yeah so there was a paper trail and he knew that this would you know actually and this i didn't tell this part of the story he had received an anonymous phone call uh that he was going to be linked to the story so he knew immediately he had to step down from the city council he didn't want to bring any embarrassment uh to anybody that he worked with so he stepped down from the city council, um, and the very next day he held a press conference owning 100% his decisions, as poor as they were, he owned his decisions, but in the process, he owned his narrative and he took control of his future, which was the most important thing he could do. Yes. When you find yourself in that kind of situation, own it. If you don't own your narrative, somebody else will. Today, especially, this was 1973, pre-internet, pre-Google, Nobody, you know. Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook. Absolutely. Absolutely. So he did the absolute right thing. You know, he could have, this was a time where he could have just swept it under the rug, but Mm -hmm. he knew this is what he had to do because he wanted to have a future uh, in politics and certainly uh, broadcast journalism came much later. So he had the, the press conference. He owned the narrative, owned his future. And four years later, he was elected mayor of Cincinnati by the largest plurality in the city's history. And he was the most popular mayor that city had seen, certainly at that time. Um, he also went on to run for governor of the state of Ohio. He became a, an award-winning broadcast news journalist, winning 11 Emmy Awards he took over for Phil Donahue when he retired from his show and that show turned into the Jerry Springer show and of course we know that he became the number one talk show host in America so it was only after his Mia culpa mm-hmm. that he mm-hmm.
0: went on to find many happy endings <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No editing. But that's a breakdown to break that you think of now today, the Kobe Bryants of the world and and people, others are being told. you got to get out there and share your story. Control the narrative. Control the message. It is the
1: only way from a PR standpoint. It is the only way to handle those kinds of mistakes. You have to get out. You have to own it. Whatever your story is in business, you will make mistakes. That's why... You know, that's what makes life interesting, that's what makes business interesting, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it gives, if you don't, I always tell this to my celebrity clients especially, if you don't tell the story from your point of view, you open the door to let somebody else tell it from their point of view, and, you know, then then you have no option but to get defensive, Mm -hmm. and you never want to come from the defense, you always want to be on the offense. And so, you know, from my point of view, when you own your narrative out of the gate, you take the wind out of everybody else's sails.
0: And this could be fearless storytelling because that's really, I mean, this is the the genesis of this whole thing is, you sold a house for less than, you know, what the sellers wanted and they were upset. And all of a sudden that Just or just sold postcard and marketing message goes out. It's controlling the narrative, right? People are gonna talk about that final sales price in that community as a micro, micro example of how they can relate to this.
1: But there's always a way to tell the story in a way that no one gets hurt. And so, and storytelling becomes your best friend in your business because it's a way to connect It's a way to connect with your clients, it's a way to connect with your coworkers, and as we talked about earlier today, agents love to talk, and they're always talking, and what story they're telling dictates the outcome of everything. They're talking about why they love where they're working and why they'll never leave. They talk about why they hate where they're working and why they're dying to leave. Mm -hmm. They talk about their transactions, they talk, and sometimes they're lying, sometimes they're telling the truth. It's so important to be authentic because authenticity rules. People want to be around authentic people. It's so important Mm -hmm. now more than ever.
0: Irresistible, memorable, believable.
1: Absolutely. Irresistible,
0: believable, memorable. Yes. Okay. I mean, that should be the formula they have in front of them all the time. It's just like you've seen before on the Tom Ferry Show, the Google report on trust and experience. And you start putting all these pieces together as you're writing your message, as you're shooting videos, as you're doing Instagram posts, or heaven forbid something bad happens, controlling the narrative. You just shared with uh, with hundreds of leaders in a room with us these sort of three parts of the story mm-hmm. or the three the pieces of the framework. Will you share that quickly with the our rules, audience? Yeah, rules. the rules.
1: Sure. No, the first rule is know your message before you start. So whatever the message is that you want to put out there, work backward from that. My message today was the value of fearless storytelling, and I worked backwards. My entire speech was built around that message. No, you know, your hero has to be irresistible. Your hero can be anybody, anything, your company. It can be you. It can be a story about somebody within your organization. If you're an agent, make it about a transaction, make it about a customer, make it about, you know, some, some story that as long as it relates, if you're going on a listing appointment, tell a great story about somebody that you worked with, but make sure that the person you're telling it to know your audience. It, it, and remember, that valuable second person, not I, not we, you, the person you're talking to, because that hero has to be irresistible. That's number one. That's the irresistible mm-hmm. in the story, mm-hmm. okay? So the second rule that I, that I have is um, the, the write what you know. Okay. And so in this case, you want to you want to talk about what you know. This is the believable. Mm-hmm. It has to be rooted in your own experiences. There's nothing no, you know, nobody wants to hear about your boss's experience. Nobody wants to hear about your coworker's experience because you'll never tell the story the same way. You might be able to repeat the story, but nothing beats a story that you've experienced firsthand. So tell it from your own point of view. Mm-hmm. That way you can recreate the scene. You can take us there. You can recreate the room. You can re- recreate, you know, I had this listing for this beautiful home, and then you can tell us everything about it in vivid detail. The more detail, the better.
0: Um, this is a, so we're talking beyond three bedroom, two bath, light, bright, and airy. Yes, in case we're exactly. Right? So, exactly. the sort of standard. Right.
1: And what I loved about it, and why it moved me, and you know why I connected with it, right. and you know, um, why I feel I'm right for you because I really, you know, have a passion for mid-century or whatever it is.
0: But this could also be about the client, the buyer that bought the house. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, like, rather than just the just sold card, it's the story of the transaction. It's the story of against all odds, we were able to help this buyer, help this seller, make the transaction work. Telling that story in 2016 exactly. and 2017 you know, this family, has legs.
1: Right, I came in. The family had a listing for you know with an, you know another agent for however whatever yeah. the story is, but they they have to be able to connect. The emotional connection is key here, and the believability. They have to be able to connect, and they'll connect. The more believable you are, the more they'll connect, and mm-hmm. that's why the believability is, is you know the core part of of my my second rule Mm -hmm. and the third rule is more show less talent and this is really the the uh, memorable element and this is you know i as i said in my speech earlier today when you read a great novel, the reason why you love turning the pages is because it transports you, it takes you somewhere. And, but this is what resolves the conflict. This is the outcome. This is your why, as Simon Sinek would say, mm-hmm. this is your why, your purpose. And so this resolves the conflict. Why I'm telling you this story and how I'm going to solve your problem. And that really is, and you, you don't want to just tell somebody that you need to show them through the story through the elements and you know it's the payoff if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and you know and the payoff in the Jerry Springer story that we just told you you know Jerry uh, took control he uh, you know, he had the, the um, press conference, he took control of his narrative, and the payoff is that he went on to have this amazing career, mm-hmm. you know, so it was resolution. Yep. He didn't, he didn't you know, shy away from the controversy, he didn't back off, he didn't, you know, hide, he didn't care what other people were saying. And a lot of people told him not to resign,
0: mm-hmm. so. People love the underdog or the person that's up here who falls down that gets back up and makes the climb again, so we can look at that in so many different ways, whether it's your individual story or a transaction. Um, This was an advanced conversation for a lot of my clients, I I guarantee. I'm gonna get a lot of interesting feedback on this. Um, And yet, think about it. We talked about it today, it's the campfire. It's how we learn to read with our parents. It's it's the Bible, the Torah, whatever you're gonna be reading. Like, you know, writing on caves. It's all about your ability to tell a story, like as a presenter, as a salesperson, as a leader. So this was hugely valuable.
1: Story, thank you, stories this is this is what you're in, in a nutshell. Stories are fundamental to everything we do, but in your business, Tom, mm-hmm. in real estate, mm-hmm. stories are the best and quickest way to make a quick emotional connection. Yes, that's it.
0: We're out. Thanks so much for watching. Leave some comments. You're on uh, Twitter, yes? Yes. At Mama Morton. At Mama Morton. Okay. And you're also on Instagram. Yes. You're gonna have some some fantastic, wonderful Look people to it. hanging out with you on it on Instagram as love well. It. So make sure you connect with Laura. Thank you so much. I want some comments on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. Give us some feedback. How you doing with your story? Thanks so much for watching. Thanks for watching. If you love what you're seeing here, then click the button below to join our online community absolutely free. Thanks so much. (laughs)